This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. We are hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 12 is brought to us by IGUS. If you are a United States resident and you need a Forex broker, or you need a second Forex broker, which I've said before is very important for diversification purposes, IGUS is not only the best out there, but they are currently paying you to sign up. Right now, receive a $250 cashback bonus after you place your first trade, or for larger accounts, a $5,000 cashback bonus after you open up 300 lots. Click the link below in the show notes that takes you to my blog, which should give you all the information you need, along with my affiliate link, which you can find at the bottom. The link will take you to your very own special onboarding page, and once you're in, you can immediately start enjoying all of the benefits uh, that IGUS gives. MT4, TradingView, their own special proprietary platform, all the bells and whistles, and your cashback bonus. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I said before, we are in the middle of a two-part series about using charts to find hidden opportunities in the market. Um, But I did say, uh, if there's anything really important that might come up, I'm going to interrupt the two-part series, and that is exactly what has happened. I was kind of hoping it didn't, but it did, and here we are. So uh, we will continue the two-part series in episode 13, but in episode 12, we need to get together and have a talk. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but inflation rates in the United States have jumped up to 5.37% as I record this podcast. Now, it's not even the number that bothers me so much. It's the rate at which it jumped and how quickly it happened. Now, people thought for the longest time that the Fed would be able to control this, but I think George Gammon is the one who said it. He said the Fed doesn't really have any control over inflation or anything like that. The only thing they really control is the narrative. Now, narratives might be good for controlling people, but when it comes to math and economics, I said it before, math and economics in the long run are pretty much undefeated. You know, if you're in a country with a lower inflation rate, just remember what I said back in the USD2 video. Almost every G20 country out there ended up printing more money per capita than the United States did. So it's probably just a matter of time. Now, if you remember episode four of the 10-Minute Contrarian podcast where I talked about cash and fiat, which is likely your largest position, most people aren't really even aware of the inflation rate, and even if they were, they're probably too lazy to do anything about it. They're extremely timid, extremely risk-averse. And their only real solution to having 5% plus of their cash taken away from them, compounded every year, is to sit there and complain about it. Well, again, words are not going to fix this. Only action fixes this on a government level and on a personal level. So you have a choice. Uh, You can either be like them and sit back and complain about it and watch your money dwindle away. Or because you follow macro and you know what's going on and you listen to this podcast, you know you have options. And it's up to you whether you exercise those options or not. Now, inflation rates might get so high to where you're going to sit there and say, well, gee, I'm going to do all this work and take this extra risk just to break even. Uh, Yeah. And guess what? If everybody else in your country is losing their ass and you're breaking even, you're winning. You are getting richer. You are winning by not losing. So again, I am not a financial advisor. Do not do anything I say, but... I have already taken action, and I will continue to take more. Now, each and every one of us have a different risk tolerance, and that's okay. Mine is not super high, but it's not super low either. And we'll talk about that. There's a little something for everybody in this episode. Now, on the positive side, there's something else going on right now, too. The crypto market is running 
and has been running. My personal crypto account is now at its all-time highs. Uh, Cardano did have something to do with that, but that the fact remains. Now, safe to say most of your accounts are up too, and that makes me super happy. That's what you get for taking the risk. And some of your accounts might be at all-time highs or approaching all-time highs. Now, I will be a broken record and tell you what I've told you a hundred times before. You better have a plan to take profit, and you better be executing on that plan once the time comes. I made a big old video on another no-nonsense Forex YouTube channel. Once again, I will link that down below if you have not seen it. But my big question for you is when you do take that initial profit, or whether you take any profit, whether you take the entire position off the board, where does it go? Do you use it to pay for everyday things? Does it go straight into your fiat bank account? Do you reinvest it into things like precious metals or stocks? Do you go blow it on dumb shit, which you're allowed to do, it's your money, but I just don't recommend it. Or does it typically go into a stable coin, where you gather up some dry powder for your next move? This is where mine goes. And as I mentioned in episode four of this podcast, you can choose to let your stable coins just sit there, that's fine, but you can also get some really good yield on them. And doing this is a very good way to combat inflation. This is one method, and probably the easiest method we have, to stand up and fight back. Now, the good news is there are a lot of options out there, no matter where you live in the world, a few countries notwithstanding. But on this episode, I want to lay out these options and let you take it from there. Because like I said, everybody has different risk tolerances and everybody has access to different stable coins. I learned this the hard way when I tried to send USDC to my sister in the UK and she didn't receive it. I was like, oh, it's not universal. Okay, but let's go over the stable coins first. No matter where you are in the world, you probably have access to the United States dollar if that is the route you want to go. And lucky for you, there are also stable coins that are in the top 100, 120 of coin market cap right now. So they've been around for a while, plenty of liquidity, plenty of safe options out there. So you have Tether, you have USDC, you have PAX, you have DAI, you have TrueUSD, Binance USD, Gemini USD, and a few more I'm going to talk about later in the episode. Uh, which are stable coins outside of the United States dollar. Now, your options increase the further down you go in market cap, um, but your risk also increases there too. So it's totally up to you how you want to play it. The one thing I will say, though, and I personally cannot recommend this one particular stable coin, I've said in the past how I don't like it, and that is Tether. I do like it for trading purposes because it's fast and easy, um, but as far as holding it, I would personally never do it. And a member of the community sent me a podcast episode that I am also going to link down below in the show notes that is so damning in terms of Tether and who's behind it and the position they're in right now. I personally do not want any part of it. Um, but like I said, there's plenty of other options out there. Do a little bit of research and find out which one is best for you. As for me, USDC, as many of you know, is my favorite, um, but I can also move into other ones if I need to. Now, solutions time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start at the very bottom of the risk ladder and move up. So you decide where on this range you fall. There really is no right or wrong answer. It all depends on where your risk tolerance and your comfort level is. So remember, we are talking about staking or lending out stable coins, nothing else. We have less risk with stable coins because they're tied to fiat. We don't have to worry about the price of our coin going up and down here. And most of us have already taken profit on some of our positions or are about to, so we are going to have these stable coins at our disposal. And we worked hard to get them, so the last thing we want to do is give portions of it away for no reason. 
So let's start at the very bottom. Now this is so far down the ladder, I don't even consider this to be on the ladder. But stating the obvious, there are people who don't own crypto or are just simply not interested in going this route. Okay, you're not on the ladder at all. The very bottom rung is people who are just getting a little bit of yield from keeping it on an exchange like Coinbase or Kraken. Binance had some kind of program a year ago, but I'm only on Binance US, so I don't know much about it. You might want to look into that. I really never have any idea what's going on with Binance.com because I only have access to super restricted Binance. Uh, So those of you on Binance.com, let us know down in the show notes what they do. And guys, at any point in time, wait until the podcast is over. But if there's anything I have not mentioned that you know about, um, put it down below in the YouTube comment section and let us know the current APY and the stable coin it applies to. Uh, But in terms of risk, this is at the very bottom of the ladder. And I can even say that I don't recommend this. And I will tell you why later on in the episode. So moving on up the ladder, this is where you have places like BlockFi, Celsius, Aave, and, uh, and they're all different. You know, Celsius and Aave are on the blockchain. BlockFi is not. Um, I've spoken well of BlockFi um, because I like how liquid it is. I like how backed it is. I like how regulated it is. Now, certain states have issues with it and they're going after them. That doesn't really mean anything for the people who have money there who are in those states. It's not like your money is just all of a sudden going to go away. So when I see these little lawsuits or issues popping up with certain states, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, Because I feel like if anything bad were to happen to BlockFi, you would have plenty of time to take your money out. Now, I don't use Aave, I don't use Celsius, but what I will do is provide a really, really good video that compares BlockFi and Celsius uh, from Coin Bureau. That guy just has a way of explaining things. Uh, But with all three of these, you can expect returns somewhere in kind of like the 5% to 9% range. Uh, But they're all fairly established. Um, as new as everything is, and there's little quirks and kinks to each of them. So like I said, make sure you do your research and you know what you're getting into. Now, moving up the ladder, you have, in my opinion, Crypto.com, who I have spoken about before. Now, the one bugaboo here is you have to get the credit card for any of this to apply, but I do really like the credit card. I use it more than I do any other card. I like getting 3% back in CRO, even though CRO is not my favorite token in the world. You know, I would rather get that back as opposed to fiat or airline points or something like that. Um, I've never had a problem using it anywhere in the world, and I cannot say that about my other cards. Um, But depending on which card you have, even if you have the lowest tier card, depending on how long you want to stake... Yields on stablecoins can go anywhere from 10% to 14% right now. I think 14.5 might be the max. And oh, by the way, those other stablecoins I mentioned, they're in play too. So for all of you outside the United States, you can get the same type of returns on true GBP, true CAD, and true AUD. You may prefer this route over USD, and Crypto.com gives you that option. Now, I have guinea pigged a little bit of this out already. I have tested this out with Ethereum. I have gone an entire month, and it does exactly what it says it does. It gives you Ethereum back um, by percentage. And as you guys know who follow me on Twitter, I'm also doing this with Polkadot because they're giving you an insane rate on uh, on your Polkadot right now. And they just did it with Polygon too. Polygon and Polkadot both, anywhere from like 10 to 12%, depending on which card you have and how long you want to stake it. And you only have to stake it for three months tops. They don't allow you to go any further. We are all buy and hold investors here. Many of us have already taken initial profits, so it's okay to let it sit there and stake for a while. I don't mind it. 
Now, I haven't taken profit on Polkadot yet, so I'm only going month by month there. Um, but I've taken profit on most of my coins, and so I'll be adding a little more, and I will certainly be adding stable coins to this mix as well. But now, in my opinion, this carries more risk than the tier below it. How come? Well, for, th for the same reason I told you I don't recommend just letting it sit there on Coinbase or Kraken, because the first thing a lot of very experienced crypto people will tell you as soon as you buy your cryptocurrencies, the first thing you need to do is get it off the exchange. Crypto.com is an exchange. So that's why I put this a little bit higher up the ladder. And now if you're in a country that doesn't have Crypto.com yet, it's there's a good chance it's coming. They just signed a huge deal with the UFC. They are expanding. They didn't do this so they could not expand further beyond the countries they already have. Um, but all I can say is so far so good. They have gained my trust enough for me to put some of my stable coins with them. Now, moving up the ladder even further, um, this is where you have kind of your DeFi DEX liquidity pools that you can find on Uniswap, PancakeSwap, Sushi, all those places. Um, again, the more, the bigger and the more liquid the DEX is, I think are going to be a little bit safer. And it's kind of hard to put this on a tier list in terms of yield because the yield varies. I mean, it can sometimes be as low as 3%. It, I've seen it as high as 30 or 40% you know, depending on what you're doing. And these rates change. The rate you enter in for may not be the same tomorrow. It might be lower, it might be higher. Um, but all told, you are probably pound for pound getting more than you are at anything I've mentioned so far. So if you are comfortable with these, this is an option you may want to explore. The only time people have had problems with these and have lost money with these is when they stake non-stable coins that lose value. Uh, but despite the increased risk, so far so good on stable coins. As always, if you're a bit unfamiliar with this, just stake a little bit. Just put a little bit in a liquidity pool and see what it does. Um, understand how it moves and how it operates. And then once you're comfortable, you can always add more. Now, personally, in terms of risk, this probably is about as high as I would ever go. Being a, an overall finance guy for as long as I've been, you know, even a, a 10 to 14% return on my fiat already seems a bit cuckoo. So I personally tap out right about that, you know, 15 to 20% range. Uh, but I am certainly not everybody. Some people are like, higher yield on stable coins? Give it to me. And the next rung up the ladder is something I call like your true DeFi platforms. Um, I, just, I call it that because I don't know what else to call it. Um, but these are companies like Liquidy and Convex and Tornado Cash and Alchemix to where this is pretty much all they do. And they have found ways to get yields more kind of in that 20 to 50, 60% range, sometimes even higher. Now, people for over a year now have just been killing it with these things. How much longer is it going to last at these rates? I don't know. Uh, but if you're comfortable here, go for it. And if you want to know more, let me recommend a YouTube channel for you. Uh, I'm not going to link it down in the notes, but just look up Justin Bram. B-R-A-M. Uh, it's a smaller YouTube channel, but this guy's great. And this is all he does. This rung of the ladder, <laughs> all of these companies and how to use them and the pros and cons and everything like that, that's what he does. Uh, and he's very good at explaining it. So check out his channel. Go to the magnifying glass search bar and type in whatever platform you are looking to learn more about. And he should have a video on it. As I've said in the past, when you learn about things and you're confident about something and you've used it before and you have experience... Risk goes down um, when you have no idea what you're doing and you're just blindly going into something, you know, the risk can be out of control. 
And I know people who have taken the time to learn about these places and how they operate, and they have been killing it. It's just a little too risky for me. So now that we are over 15 minutes into this 10-minute podcast, good Lord, let's talk about the very, very top rung. It is the rung I call the WTF rung. Like the companies come out every once in a while that promise crazy, crazy returns um, on your stable coins, for example, not just their own native coin. And they have liquidity. They have millions of dollars of TVL already in the system, moving and churning around. Um, But they can promise yields into the hundreds, 200s, even more. Um, Now, I am not going to touch these things ever. I'll watch you guys do it. But the opportunity to receive multiples back per year on your stable coins, on your fiat, is alluring enough for a lot of people to say, hey, I'm going to give it a try. Like I said, there's millions of dollars in these things already. Um, there's one in particular, and this is no, 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 not a recommendation, but I will link it down below in the show notes. Uh, one of the ones I saw, and I just couldn't believe my eyes, it's uh, called Tranches, T-R-A-N-C-H-E-S-S. Uh, yields on USDC are, let me look, uh, they were at 288% about 30 minutes ago. And now they are down to 197%. So this thing fluctuates, um, but it can fluctuate very, very high. Uh, And this is not the only company out there like this. Uh, Again, if you know of places that I have not spoken about, um, because there are so many of them, go ahead and put it down below. Uh, The more choices we have to pick from and to shop from, the better. Uh, Even if the yields are ridiculous and out of control. Um, I did leave out places like uh, Yearn and Compound and Bancor because what I was seeing from them right now, the yields really aren't that high. They were higher before, but right now it's just not super appealing. If I'm wrong and you see higher rates than I do on stablecoins, also let me know down below. And just for everybody else, when you see these comments, understand that these rates do change. Uh, But at least we can get kind of a general idea. Now, the one thing I will say is no matter which route you take, I would strongly consider diversifying across lower risk platforms up to as high as you plan on going. This should be obvious, but there's so much inherent risk with these things already just because they're so new and often so unregulated. We have no idea what can happen. Four years from now, you might see some legacy finance people on CNBC, you know, getting interviewed and laughing at us saying these people thought they could get 14 to 20% on their US dollar. Can you believe the utter stupidity? Or are us crypto people going to get the last laugh just like we have so far? Yet to be seen. That's what makes this so fun and interesting. But what's not fun and interesting is losing your money due to inflation. So I do encourage you to fight back. How you do that is up to you, but I hope we have laid out plenty of options for you. Even though I talked super fast in this podcast, we are already approaching the 19-minute mark. Jesus. Uh, So I thank you for joining us this week on the 19-Minute Contrarian Podcast. And if people out there think I'm crazy and reckless for attempting to get some actual yield on my fiat and trying to beat inflation instead of surrender to it, that's fine. Those people already think we're crazy. But succeed or fail, we are not crazy. We are just early.